Empire for some history, Doug. Welcome back. We're back again. It's browsing history. It's that time for a little bit of history. I'm back. It's Sam. We've got Johan and Ross as well. Yo. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to say something like that. Like, um... <laughs> so what are you guys doing? Oh, shit, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... This week on Browsing History, we're going to be doing, so the date we're doing is the, I believe it's the, I've got to check the actual date because I haven't written any of the notes as per. Yeah, me, but we pause? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I've got my notes, I just ain't got them, the physical notes, notes in, in front of me. I've got, I've still got the timeline for this week and the geezer's pretty easy to talk about. Yeah. I, I, I already knew some bits about him. And I looked into him a little bit more by me, by that. I listened to obscure podcasts and watched every YouTube documentary I could. So, yeah. you know what I mean? I just watched um, Hastings Car Insurance Adverts over again. <laughs> <laughs> 1066. I did try, like, fitting a joke of 0800 1066 somewhere into it. But I couldn't. I really couldn't. And also, this cunt wasn't even at the Battle of Hastings. This is Battle of Stamford Bridge. Oh, yeah. So we're doing oh, yeah. the 25th of September. <coughs> Battle of Stamford Bridge, which is sort of a precursor to the Battle of Hastings. Some people argue it's why um, William the Conqueror won at Hastings. Oh, because they were tired. Because they were tired. They already had a title defence earlier on. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. And not only that, they marched fucking quick. Yeah, they marched was... a record time to get to the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yeah, whereabouts was that in comparison? How many miles away? It was fucking far. I'd give, I'll give, that's Where's Stamford worth. Bridge? It's a football stadium, isn't it? I don't know. Is well, it a football stadium? I reckon it was obviously a bridge first. Definitely. But is it in the same sort of area as the football team? I can imagine. Who is Stamford Bridge? Chelsea. Chelsea. So See, that's, that's where like, like, my little thing took me when I was researching this week. Go on. I was like looking for the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And up, up pops was a um, Premier League game. Yeah. Between Chelsea and Tottenham. It was in like 2016. It's not really that historic. No, but go Seven on. years ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been a really crucial match and it's remembered as for like all the wrong reasons, basically, this full match. Go on. Chelsea came from behind in a thrilling encounter to draw two all, which okay. handed the t- title to Claudio Ranieri's Leicester City. Um, the feisty encounter saw 13 yellow cards, including nine to Tottenham players, the most for any team in a single match in the Premier League era. Oof. And this was uh, basically got labelled the most shameful game in the Premier League history. Damn, and it was, it was only in 2016. 16, yeah. Shit. And it was, uh, it was like 29 fouls during the game. There was about 17 brawls kicked off like mid-game. Is it quite recent as well? Yeah, 2016, yeah. And then um, right at the end of the game, it like, all kicked off again after the full-time whistle. And uh, Chelsea's then 69-year-old manager was like pushed down a flight of stairs oh. in the dugout. Yeah, and it was, um, yeah, they basically ended up dubbing it Battle of the Bridge. Okay, fair enough. And that's how that came up. All right, nice. 
That's pretty damn cool. Well, I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty but brutal it's, battle. It's nice to see that we're still keeping the tra- traditional British hooliganism alive. I thought yeah, it died a bit. It's a reputation we used to have, but yeah. you know what I mean? Then it got, went to the Russians, really, because they started farming it yeah. and training with guns and in MMA gyms at the same time. And it was like, hold up, lads. Yeah. We're just here for a football riot. I don't know what you lads <laughs> are coming out here in your fucking revolutionary army for, but... Yeah, it's glad to see that we're still keeping hooliganism alive in our own British way, bro. Well, that's the thing, wasn't it? You used to just, like, back in the day, swear allegiance to a side and go and fight for, like, that badge. Yeah, the football teams are no different. Yeah, they're just picking their team and doing yeah, what they can, yeah. running around the field. So the location, they the thing is with the Battle of Stamford Bridge, the exact location they've never actually known. Right. They've okay. never... They they think it happened somewhere near the Derwent River, um, where uh, they're trying to look for the wooden bridge, but I don't think they've ever found it there either. Um, yeah, they've, they've, they've never been able to find the actual location of the battle, which is an odd, odd thing. Yes, it said that they marched pretty fucking far, pretty fucking quick. So had, the only reason they know that that battle went ahead was like through records and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's in sagas, and it's I think it's in the Bayou Tapestry a bit as well. Yeah, imagine being like the most rapid stitcher of the time. You're doing cross stitch. <laughs> well, we forget as well. Bards and skulls were about. Oh yeah. So yeah. like there's the, the, there's all that sort of shit in the historic. Like there's there's they're bards writing Guild. poems and stuff like yeah. The Bard's Guild is knocking about. Do you know what I mean? Well, the fucking you need to get to Dragon's Reach, but you're just knocking about at the Bard's Guild instead, bro. So it could be a made-up battle, no? If someone just no. made it into a story. No, it's definitely not a made-up battle, no. bro. Like, 100%. It's for, it's part of the fucking... It's the end of the Viking Age, the Battle of Stamford Bridge. So everyone everyone talks about how Battle of Hastings is the start of the Norman Age. Yeah. The Battle of Stamford Bridge is arguably the end of the Viking Age. Yeah. So there was yeah. that space in between where I was like, oh, fucking yeah, nice, what time like we're in. Early, what do you call it, no... 11th century. Yeah. 1000s. Well, not it's only... like um, the rebellion in Ireland as well. Oh, was it around about that? That I was think it, Yeah, I think it's Munster versus Leinster, basically. There you go. Like a Gaelic football game. Yeah. But it was like Leinster was supported by Vikings. There you go. And then the, the Irish. And that was ha- old Gaelics. So that was happening around this sort of time or just after as well? Well, before, yeah. Before. And um, what's it? Yeah, Macbeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the real-life Macbeth and King Duncan took place, I think, in the 40s, 1040. Really? 1042. Fucking and then about. Macbeth died to Malcolm in 56. So it's right before all this. Damn, 10 so years before. proper, like, yeah, spooky yeah. witches on the heath times. Bro. Yeah, it is proper, isn't the it? I have Newt in your soup. And that, <laughs> Shrek's knocking about somewhere. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Parkwood versus Shrek <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like Byzantines... Yeah. And I never met, know how to, like, is it soft J or not? Suljek? Suljek Turks. Okay. Suljek? I don't know. The Byzantine emperors, they're, yeah, Empire Byzantine's about. about. They're gonna, so. What, Song Dynasty? Yeah, they're, they're floating around. Did anyone get any birthdays for the 25th oh, September? No. <laughs> no. Should we make some? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's funny that you mentioned the Byzantine uh, Empire. Because the Byzantine Empire are going to come up in our story today. Oh, I know who was born. Sorry. Go on. Top of my head. I think it was William the Conqueror's son was born. 
No way. Oh, yeah. On this date, I think, was it? Yeah, was it was it like really? 62 or 64. Oh, shit. You might have to double check that. But... You're never going to guess the... whose birthday is, is, bro. I've got some for you. It's T.I.'s birthday. T.I.? Yes, bro. <laughs> it is Declan, uh, Ant and Dec, Dec, it's his birthday. Is that the one who's like addicted to pills? I don't know. I don't know which one's which. I just know that British people like them, so I thought I'd give it a shout out. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, there's some people I don't even know. Michael Douglas's birthday, bro. Hats off, Michael Douglas. Eating Catherine Zeta Jones's pussy. So much again, historic <laughs> cancer. That's what he said it was. That's what he said it was. How he said that. Boy, get, get them swapped. Do you know what I mean? That's what he said it was. And it's Catherine Zeta Jones, so good on him. Yeah, fair play. Mark Hamill's birthday. It's Luke Skywalker's birthday, guys. Big shout. Nice. Yeah. It's a pretty good birthday, isn't it? On September 25th. Of course, it's Christopher Reeves' birthday, bro. Christopher Reeves, Superman. Yeah, yeah Superman. Turns out his kryptonite was a pony. William Faulkner. <laughs> <laughs> um, William Faulkner, was it his yeah, birthday? Yeah, the novelist, well? yeah. Nice. I've been saving one. I might just say it anyway. Go on. It's Will Smith's birthday. Oh, okay. That used to be cool, and now it's just fucking cringy. <laughs> you know, what a sad statement. Like, yes. Look how they did us, kings. <laughs> <laughs> when the fresh prince ain't so fresh anymore, yeah. bro. Fresh prince with a used up princess, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so... I kept going on about the Byzantine Empire. I saw it, saw it for time. I would look for birthdays, right? And I kept kept going they nowhere got with it. Busy with it. That's they, what, that was their motto. <laughs> <laughs> As they nudged on the way out, like, yeah, oh. yeah. So the meeting's over. Catch you in a bit. Get busy with it, and they say it like in chorus. <laughs> so I was saying they're going to be about in our story today because one of the main people who died at the Battle of Stamford Bridge, this is one of the reasons they say it's the end of the Viking Age, Yeah. is because arguably the last true Viking died at that battle. Well, the last one that hasn't converted sort of thing. No, this geezer was converted. He was Christian and shit. Mm. So he was just like a Norse king. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, and he well, not, not just that, this geezer lived a life. Like proper longboat man. This was this geezer was Bannerlord, bro. I know I've said this before <laughs> on a thousand podcasts, and some people are like, I don't even know what that means. Guys, check it out. Um, uh, here, this is our advertisement for today's show. Yeah. <laughs> blah blah game studios. I can't remember. There's some small podcast. This podcast is literally brought to you by Bannerlord. <laughs> Sam played night so much. He's like, I'm gonna find out about what it's really like. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like. This geezer lived it. He went around continents just being the boy before he died at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. So I thought we'd look into rather just the battle because I ain't going to sit here and talk tactics and shit like that here. I thought we'd talk about the boy Harold Hardrada. Hardrada? Yeah. <laughs> do you guys, what do you guys know about Harold Hardrada? Um, oh, I don't know. There's myths about him now, I'm sure. Go on. I think I read one earlier when I was looking like around the area. Go on. I can't remember it. No. <laughs> but it must be a Harada myth. So I'll, I'll start off with his name for you. So Harold Hardrada wasn't his real name. Right. His real name was Harold. I can't remember his uh, his surname, his real surname. But his original nickname was Fairhair. 
because hard rider, I'll get onto it, actually means, sorry, hard ruler. Right. So when he uh, did eventually become king. So it's like saying, like, whatever they had, William the Conqueror. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? So he was the, it was Billy Hard leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Bobby Big Bollocks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this was him. Hard bastard. Yeah. And his original name was Fairhair because he was this stereotypical, quintessential, big Norse, flowing big blonde hair. Rumoured to have a giant blonde moustache with a beard. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, bro. What he... was that cartoon strip that used to have the Vikings in it? Obelisk Asterix. and Asterix. Yeah. 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 Like yeah, yeah, he did. He looked exactly <laughs> like one of them, bro, except he was not a he big, fat, fat one. Thing, he was yeah. like fucking... The one, he was Thor, bro. He was Thor. <laughs> yeah, he was. If one of the, like... What are they? What are they, the real names? Chris Heddles? Skyrims, bro. He... <laughs> <laughs> He was the Nordic Skyrims, bro. Yeah. I don't there. know any of them from Marvel. I can't tell all the blonde boys apart. Captain America, <laughs> Thor, and there's another one. I'm just like the same dude. <laughs> Star Lord. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That could all be the same actor, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hemsworth. That's their names. That's it. Hemsworth. So yeah, he's got a load of brothers as well. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, a bunch of. I wonder if there's a fat loser brother. <laughs> <laughs> So all the three small ones and that are acting in Hollywood like, what are you up to, Ben? You're living in the basement, you know that. <laughs> They're paying for the basement because it's yeah. got a pretty sweet basement in there. That'd be a good little fucking, what's it, sitcom? It would, would it? <laughs> You should put that to them, mate. Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, Hemis. <laughs> I heard your writers are striking. I never sleep. <laughs> My money don't sleep, baby. <laughs> Get your boys, I've got an idea. You know any fat retards? <laughs> Otherwise, I've got a few. I can train one. <laughs> Scotty Pippin's birthday. Is it Scotty Pippin's birthday? Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Pippin was the shit. So, 25th of September, Battle of Stamford Bridge, but we're going to be talking about how old who died there, right? Like I said, Proper big geezer. Yeah, real Viking aesthetic. He's got the look, Rob. He's, he's Hemsworthing. He's Hemsworthing. He's Hemsworthing. <laughs> <laughs> January 2nd, 1015, he was born. He was born in Ringerike. I'm probably slaughtering these names, but that is how I do. In Norway, in 1015, to Asta Gudbrand and her second husband, Sigurd Seer. Say it with a bit more Skyrim. Skobelskrafa. <laughs> Sigurd was a petty king yeah, of Greek, and among the strongest and wealthiest chieftains in the uplands. Through his mother Asta, Harald was one of the youngest of King Olaf II of Norway. So he, he had three half-brothers. So in his youth, right, he was typical rebellious kid, big ambitions. He didn't really look up to his dad and his brothers, because his, uh, well, his, two of his brothers, because they were sort of into the farm and keeping it about. Mm. But he had this one other, who was the king, yeah. who he did look up to, who he was like, that's the chavy. So he would rebel against his dad being in the farm. Come on, fuck, it was come like just a cool guy in town who respected. It was his half-brother. Oh, right. Yeah. And oh, it, I thought you liked it. No, no, it was his, it was his half-brother. I, 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 it was his half-brother or was his uncle. Let me just double-check that. Yeah, no, he was the youngest. Yeah, 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 okay. 
Oh, he was the youngest. So yeah. he ain't even got the pressure. No, that's it. That's it. None of the pressure. Those end up artists and hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically he no that's I got that completely wrong, bro. So his his dad was like a petty king. Ah, uh, right, so like, like, like a, a fiefdom lord. Yeah, sort of thing. like a thief, like a little area, right? He was fucking minted though, and through his mother, he was related to the king Olaf. Oh, okay. Yeah, so for his mother's side, he was related to King Olaf. Um, so it's all incestuous like it is over here? Well, I don't think it was incestuous like ours is over. I don't think they've been Habsburgian yet. I think they're more like, back then they were definitely picking from different tribes and that. I think they, they were a lot less Habsburg. But he was like, I think it is just his uncle for his mother's side, pretty much. Right. And, uh, yeah, so he looked up to him a lot more. To the point where in 1030, when he's only 10, uh, 15 years old, there's been a revolt in 1028, and Harold's brother Olaf was forced into exile um, until he returned to Norway in 1030. And when Harold heard that Olaf was coming back, Harold got... That's 15, bro. Harold got 600 geezers from the uplands to meet Olaf and his men upon their arrival in the east of Norway. After a friendly welcome, Olaf went on to gather an army and eventually fight in the Battle of Stickelstad on the 29th of July, 1030, in which Harold took part on his brother's side. Nice. So Olaf... At 15 years old. Yeah. 15, bruv. Um, Don't make him like that anymore, do they? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? 15-year-olds were knocking about in World War Two as well, bruv. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they lie about it so they could go and fight. Yeah. Cool as fuck. <laughs> now they cool lie about their gender fuck. so they don't have to do PE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's damn true. <laughs> fuck, man. But 15 on the battlefield. This is this is way worse than the World War Two battlefield. I will put that out there as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well... Shoving and stabbing. But that's been normal as battle since the beginning of time. Whereas okay. World War Two is like, people are like fucking exploding. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's fucking monsters dropping bombs out of the sky. Yeah, fair. There They're is crawling dragons. up on big fucking machine yeah. guns and shit. Yeah, fair. In terms of that then, like, who's tougher? Like, because it's uh, progressed. The 15-year-old in this Nor- Norse battle is tougher just because he's yeah he's more hardy his life. bones would yeah. actually be fatter and like, yeah. he would be better with the yeah. strength on strength but the World War 2 keys has probably been through more yeah, yeah. he's more more hor- horrific stuff yeah he wasn't well, raised thinking know. that that was his role what, do you know what I mean still like the first concert cutting off heads off and <clears throat> pillaging being the norm at 15 I'm sure he's done a pillage or two if he's in a battle yeah but I think life was seen like, as a different value Back then, they didn't really give a fuck about killing. It's how you become king and that. So it wasn't... So, so what, like, with the whole Macbeth thing, like, what's the plan? Let's just kill everyone. Yeah. Anyone who took kill, kill, <laughs> poison, kill everyone, dead, <laughs> when they're dead. Flown down a river. Like, like, no, we'll burn a book that they've been writing in, and all evidence of them ever existing is gone. <laughs> like, it, it was easy back then. Yeah, fair. But then we got out of all that, started getting too civilised or empired up. Yeah. 
And then we're like, all right, one more horrific war. And it's like, oh <laughs> shit, it's not against savages with sticks. No, it's against and they've people all got being vaporised. Yeah, it's against people being vaporised on the spot. Yeah. Storming beaches. Yeah. So well, World War One was like the horses and tanks at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah. Imagine doing a cavalry charge on a fucking iron beast, bro. Figure it out. They've been drunk as shit as well. Brand new <laughs> the day. And they said the funny uniforms and feathers and that. God, we've got to go charge that tin can, bro. Yeah. That Imagine tin can with a cannon. Because it got all up to that fancy French shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like little tiny swords and yeah. fucking feather hats and like button up shirts and that. And that's why you always got to respect Imperial Japan for the horrific shit they did. Because they were still... Because <laughs> they were still rocking the katana. Yeah, a healthy fear of the Japanese. Because they were still rocking that. Like you're talking about everyone yeah. going to these French fancy fucking Yeah, they found the best swords. sword and they stuck with it. Do you know what I mean? Germany, they were into their fencing and shit. All the Nazis yeah. had the dueling scars and yeah. shit. But then you had the Japanese motherfuckers were still like... <laughs> We've yeah. had this. Don't worry about it. Yeah, literally, we've got it covered for hundreds of years. Their execution style has been the same for like what since about this time, like one thousands. Yeah, all yeah. the way up until yeah. World War Two. They were uh, still had the fucking whole ceremony of chopping a motherfucker's head I've, off. It might have been you. Someone else might have told me. There's a book of like cutting techniques right. from um, like. Oh yeah, the Ai Jitsu or whatever. Yeah, it's right. And the last. One school, the last text that we'll put in them were techniques from World War Two, and they were how to cut off American GI's heads. Yeah. Oh. No, the admirals <laughs> and that, it's like told you which way to do it. Like, yeah. if they're wearing this uniform, this is the, how you do them. I think that's oh, how it fucking was. Hell. <laughs> yeah. Fucking wild, right? <laughs> and then they'd like, just a few years later, they decided they're going to start flying planes into shit. Who's. Oh, well, no, I think. Well, they had already started playing, flying planes and shit by then. Look, you can't you've got to understand the kamikaze, bro. It's the divine wind. <laughs> yeah. You're doing it for the so love the of storms the storms won't come. We must become the storm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. So let's get back to talk about the Norse rather than World War One, World War Two, and how scary Japanese Same are. area. And it weren't that long <laughs> after. It was only like 900 years. <laughs> Less. So this battle that he was in at 15 was part of an attempt to restore Olaf to the Norwegian throne. Um, it'd been taken by a Danish king, Canute. We know Canute? Yeah. King Canute of England. No, it sounds like a fucking husky's name from a, <laughs> like a sled film. <laughs> the battle resulted in the defeat for the brothers, so poor Harold didn't win this battle at 15. Right. Yeah. Did he have to retreat then? He did have to retreat. He was actually severely injured, bro. Yeah. And um, Harold was badly wounded. Uh, Olaf was killed. But Harold got dragged away out of the battle and he ended up escaping with the aid of Rogenwald Brusson, later Earl of Orkney, to a remote farm in eastern Norway. And he stayed there for some time to heal his wounds and thereafter, probably about a month later, he journeyed north over the mountains of Sweden. And a year after the Battle of Stiklestad, Harold arrived in the Kievan Rus. Nice. Yeah. Now back then. So this guy's. Um, what did you say his lordship was? Guernsey or something. Guernsey. Orkney. Uh, Orkney. Uh, Orkney. Is Orkney yeah. a Channel Island though? No, it's Scotland. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, it's to the other end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Orkney. Oh, yeah. It's like so right this guy. It's not. It's not Harold. 
over the Swedish mountains into Kiev and Rus, which back then is like what Russia was in the Middle Ages. But I'm guessing Kiev and Rus is literally Kiev, right? It was Tartaria, actually, but they deleted history. <laughs> <laughs> they were all having world fairs, <laughs> as far as I can see. <laughs> he likely spent at least part of his time in the town of Strayer Logdogar. We don't give a shit about that. But he arrived in 1031. And uh, Harold was actually welcomed by the prince of the Kievan Rus, Prince Yaroslav the Wise. The reason he was welcomed is because his wife, Ingegerd, was a distant relative of Harold's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it said also that <clears throat> Olaf who Harold had gone to war alongside, yeah. um, was mates with this guy as well. So when Harold came over, this geezer was like, you're his brother, he's just dying in battle, you're wounded, come on in, kid. I got your back. 15 in battles, you're a tough geezer. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I reckon he's starting to A handy geezer to have around. Do you reckon? He's almost Maybe. grooming him a little bit into that Bannerlord lifestyle. You know yeah, I mean? <laughs> yeah he's, he's spending some stat points on him. <laughs> yeah. and he don't know how to show his respect, so he's just fiercely loyal <laughs> and retard strong. <laughs> Eastern Europeans aren't strong if they're, they're knocking about over real, which is very fucking strong. Yeah, boy. And then he's got the gigantism from the sweet from the Nordic uh, blood, bro. Yeah. So Yaroslav, this is like, what, do you know when you go on Skyrim and that you just pump the height as high as it goes and the weight as high as it goes, you don't even look. It's like, yeah, boom, blonde, bang, massive. Yaroslav recognised the military potential in Harold and made him captain of his forces. At fifteen, he's still fifteen. He's in year ten. <laughs> He still has to wear a blazer, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he might be like 16 by now, but still. Yeah, he's had to get a specially cut blazer because he's swole. <laughs> Looks like an undercover cop in the, ble- in the, in the class. <laughs> so, uh, here's the thing, right? Uh, he can't pass his GCSE. <laughs> so, he's, <laughs> so he's had to use his connection to the royal family. So Harold took part in uh, Yaroslav's campaign, right, against the Poles in 1031. Mm. So he went and beat up some Polish geezers. And he also possibly fought against other Kievan enemies all during the 1030s, such as the Tudes in Estonia. And um, he might have even fought the Byzantines a bit. Yeah. Maybe, we're not sure as well as the Pesineks and other steppe nomadic people. Oh, shit. So he's out here keeping the horde back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Horde fighting, dog. Yeah. But... You're getting busy with it. Still early in the 1030s, so 1033, two years after knocking about the Kievan Rus, being a captain of the guard for the top king, he decides I ain't making enough cash. Mm. I've got to go where the real money's at. And where's, what's the biggest place popping off in the world right now in the 10 hundreds, bro? Silk Roads? You mentioned it earlier. Turkey? Yeah. Constantinople. Constantinople. Is, <laughs> is Istanbul? I can't remember how it goes. I can't sing. I'm not a musician. No. Anyway. Do you know the song? I always want to patronise Turks, but I always forget the names for it. <laughs> Do you mean Constantinople? No. <laughs> Istanbul, isn't it? Istanbul is Constantinople. Yeah. Yeah. That's where he goes, Constantinople. So he 
leaves and goes heads out to on in 1033 January 1st he heads to Constantinople the capital of the Eastern Roman Empire at this time bro oh yeah because it mm-hmm. fell in the last episode yeah didn't it? Well, that's they, where they were holding up uh, here so it's the Holy Roman Empire crossover as well they were about that's it Henry so here, V he joined third. the he joined the Varangian Guard ooh yeah now the Varangian Guard were like the top bodyguards to like whoever's in charge it's like the FBI yeah pretty much secret service secret service but with like cooler helmets but with Vikings yeah. and they were like they're not like still wear sunglasses yeah, yeah they had visors <laughs> they definitely had visors they had those Eskimo bone visors probably. yeah those squint ones <laughs> and they were looking stylish they weren't used to the sunlight like it is in Constantinople bro. do you yeah, know what I mean they true. definitely had those they must have invented sun cream as well <laughs> old pale fucking Lithuanian chubby yeah. they're like no he's a hot white yeah. <laughs> but these like the um, Varangian guards are like historically like bad men just like hard geezers mm. and it was always also quite a luxury because a lot of times they were Norsemen yeah but Harold Ardrada is like the stereotypical idea one of him going there yeah and when he joined the Varangian Guard it's meant to be like I said the Emperor's bodyguard but Harold found himself sent out Bannerlord in with the boys <laughs> and warbanding about quite often right he was sent out for a campaign against Arab pirates so he went down. He's a Viking, bro. He invented piracy. Yeah. He's from a long line of pirates. Yeah, true. And a long boat as well. That's it, yeah. <laughs> that's a long, it. long boat of pirates. <laughs> he, he knows how to fucks with pirates. And here's the thing. He's so good at fucking with the pirates and knowing how to fucks with the pirates. When he goes and messes them up, he also turns around and goes, hey, guess what? we got to go fucking destroy it and burn down the towns that have been supporting these guys. Because yeah. I'm telling you, pirate to pirate, and that's how that's these where guys... That's where they're keep... hiding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's where they how they keep coming back. So he went out, still not just uh, on the seas, but he went out into like inland towns in Asia Minor, Anatolia, that supported the pirates, and he just fucking smashed wiped them up. Them out. Wiped them out. And... Uh, uh, by this time, according to Snorri Sturluson, who was some sort of bard, he became the leader over all the Varangians. Nice. Yeah. Around this time as well, um, by 1035, actually I think it was about 1036 or something, I've got some other notes saved very quickly. Let me just open them up. Around about this time, some, I think it's between this and the next part, he goes to, while working for the Byzantine Empire as a Varangian guard, I'm pretty sure he goes to Jerusalem. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Get your Jerusalem on. Exactly, yeah. It was around 1036 that he goes to Jerusalem. So... What's he going to Jerusalem for? Well, he's still doing like Eastern campaigning for the Byzantines, right? And he, they pushed the Arabs out of Asia Minor to the east and southeast, and they'd done that by ten thirty-five, right? And uh, according to one of his scouts, he participated in uh, Harold Hardrada participated in the capture of eighty Arab strongholds, a number of, of which historians Sequest Blondau and Benedict Benix see no particular reason 
to question. So he, he just was smashing under the Varangian guard all across Asia, Asia Minor, and he still wasn't making no cash. Yeah. He was still skint as fuck because mm. he's just working as a guard. Yeah. He's doing all this slaughtering, mm. but the Ched is not paying. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not worth all the PTSD yet. He needs to go out self-employed, really, doesn't he? That's <laughs> what he does. So that's one of the reasons they believe he heads to Jerusalem. So around about this time, the Byzantine Empire had signed, in 1036, they had signed a treaty with the Byzantine Empire allowing Christians to come on pilgrimage there. Right. So my man, this goes another call back to an old episode of ours, right? My man essentially starts the Knights Templar before oh, they were the Knights yeah. Templar. It was he like... would protect pilgrims on the road and take them to pilgrimage and take them to Jerusalem and take out bandits in the area, but he did it for the fat wongers, not for the Jesus. Yeah. So that's, yeah, which is a pretty genius way. And the whole time he's been working for the Varangian Guard, not making that much money, working in Jerusalem, making bare money, he, because um, like high princes would go, like yeah. even princes from places mm. he's been been to he would be the entire time sending his money back to his stocks in Kiev. Well, not his stocks, like he don't hold stocks, but <laughs> back to his holdings in Kiev, Russ. Yeah, I didn't think they had internet back then. No, no, no. He crypto. Yeah, how old I'd rather want quite a crypto, bro. But he was sending his money back to his uh, yard in Kiev, Russ, right? In 1038... Harold got asked by the Byzantines to head on over to Sicily. And in Sicily, um, he's employed to help try and reconquer the islands of uh, Sicily from the Muslim Saracens who had established the Emirate of Sicily on the island. This is only like 50, 60 years before Kingdom of Heaven sort of times. Yeah. Baldwin III in Jerusalem with the Saracens. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So, Sick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what they, I was going to say earlier because, like, when you go to meet all the princes in Jerusalem and that, when everyone's going out there on their pilgrimage, yeah, it's like there's a phrase in it when you're like knights and people of like order go out there and they're like a pauper in their own country, but they could be like king of the Which city. Which crusade was Kingdom of Heaven? Second or third? It's got to be the second, isn't it? I think it has to be. Yeah. Because this is like the times of the first one. 1000s. Yeah, so the Second Crusade is about 100 years after all this. Yeah, 1124 or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 44, I think. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, no. Baldwin III, Holy Roman Empire. Uh, yeah. Not Holy Roman Empire, King of Jerusalem. He was like um, 1120s. So that's only like 40, 50 years off. Yeah, not far off of all this. This battle. So, um,. Oh, yeah, off of the Battle of Stamford yeah. Bridge, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're in Sicily to, like, reconquer it from the Muslims. Um, and during this campaign, he, he actually... turned 16. <laughs> <laughs> well, what is it? 38. And he was born in... He's got to be early 20s now. He was born in 15. Yeah, because he was 15 in the 10th. Yeah, so he's 23. Yeah, he's 23. Still, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's going out and taking on the Saracens at 23. Isn't it? I weren't taking on Saracens Yeah, but that was middle-aged, though, wasn't it? 
Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, he's an old boy. No, the, everyone lived for the same amount of time. It was just that the amount of children that died brought the average right down. Oh. Yeah. So that's like a historical fact that you don't cover. It's like, oh, oh you don't, you, your teeth fall out because you're meant to die at 40. But no, the average was 40 because everyone under 10 died that winter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like 10, 10 in each family. Yeah. So, um, yeah, during this campaign in Sicily, yeah, that's wild as well, actually. Fucking hell. How many kids died? So during the campaign, Harold fought alongside normal mercenaries. So he's actually uh, fighting back with the Viking gear. Early, yeah, but early on fighting with the Normans because obviously, comes along to ten sixty six when the Battle of Stamford Bridge happens. He's he's fighting alongside Normans then as well to come and fuck with England. This is the first deal. Yeah, but here's the thing, that does change. First of all, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, Harold Hardrada in. Uh, Sicily doing some banner lording and take siege in some castles nice because there's three stories about sieging castles um what I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you three of them which I think there's more there's loads more but there's some anecdotes which have been the first one this one's a good one but sometimes they've been attributed to, to others people as well but apparently this he's the original source of all of them that's so they all say about every single one of these geezers according to one of them they're sieging a place um, and they're there for a while, so they decide to try and trick them by having a footy game outside. <laughs> so they just have a little football kick <laughs> out outside the siege gates. They're trying to World War One them. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're all singing Christmas carols, and when they come out, they punch their heads in. <laughs> That's what happens. And they the gates come out for a game of footy, and uh, Harold and the boys pulled for the swords. They yeah. fucking sieged them. <laughs> That's one of them. Um... Actually, I've got four. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's one of them. Another one is apparently, so back then sometimes the, not the castles, but the forts would be built of like thatch woods, yeah. like mud floors and shit, and yeah. straw roofs. Um, and apparently one time they was having like a merriment inside the main chieftain's fucking hut and Harold and the boys fucking dug underground and popped up in the middle of the fucking they great escaped their way in yeah I don't know how they managed that that's fucking tremendous isn't it the great escape yeah what is the opposite of escape the great entry yeah the great entry (laughs) fantastic bugging surprise it was but imagine like, the noise of it. Someone's digging underneath you. Like, what is that fucking sound? <laughs> and they're just the biggest bloke in the Everyone's world. Everyone's like, shh, 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 just the size of the bloke who pops out of the hole as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a massive, fucking massive hole. Brother Mole Man. Another story of his, this has been attributed to um, other people before, including Ragnar Lothbrok, King Rolo, but apparently this is the original geezer, I'm probably going to say this in other episodes as well, apparently this is the original geezer who, because he was Christian, yeah. he was, they were trying to siege a town, which had a church in it, and they pretended that he was dead. And then was like, we need to bury him, and he's Christian, and they were like, yeah, all right, bring him <laughs> in the coffin then. And then they bring in the coffin, and then at the funeral he pops out like, surprise, bitches! <laughs> <laughs> and goes on a little rampage. And that's so, how Halloween started. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's a big trick-or-treat, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's a tribute stories attributed to him. It's been attributed to better others. The uh, uh, last one I saved for you, Yarn Brov. So we're talking about another big fort, thatched fort. Yeah. Yeah, and um, what did they what did they use for um, fucking walkie talkies back then, bro? I don't know. Cup and a bit of string. Not a cup. Pigeons. Of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they made a return to the cast. Don't mention them. Ain't it? <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't know if you're gonna like how dry before this. So obviously you know with pigeons. If you, oh, did he bring hawks? If you. That's not playing fair. <laughs> if you. When you've got pigeons and you've got a coop, they return to their coop, right? Mm. If you're living in a thatched castle because you're a bit, little bit of a savage, you just go I mean? through the roof, don't they? Yeah, you're gonna keep them in your yard, isn't you? Mm. And they just yeah, and that's gonna be their coop. They're just gonna fly back in to your straw roof. And all and the pigeon gonna... shit is like seals it, makes it like <laughs> proper dries it out like drywall. But they're gonna bring out yeah to your drywall pigeon shit straw roof. Yeah. yeah. So he would catch returning pigeons. And he uh, caught a bunch of them. Oh, shit. Fucking... (laughs) Let them on fire. Let them on fire. (laughs) No, I'm sure Kubla Khan did this. (laughs) Let them on fire and sent them to this thatched fort. Man, he's clever, but that's a (laughs) cuntish. And just burnt down their fort. That's a good idea, though, isn't it? (laughs) That's That's a very Harold move. (laughs) It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, so this was some of his little tricks in Sicily. Bit of a lad. Do you know what I mean? Bit of a geezer. Um, the dove of war, bro. Huh? The dove of war. <laughs> yeah. It's always been of peace. And he's like, what's for, what do they feel about pigeons now? <laughs> <laughs> a lion on fire. See how peaceful that is, bro. Yeah. 1041, March 17th, we have the Battle of Olivento in Apulia, Italy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Julian Gaulia. In 1041, the Byzantine expedition in Sicily was over. And a Lombard-Norman revolt erupted in southern Italy. Nice. And Harold led the Varangian Guard in multiple battles. Harold fought with the Capitan of Italy, the Catipan, sorry, of Italy, Michael Doganos, with initial success. He's got a podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> what is his name? Michael Cesaro. Ex Capitan for the mom. <laughs> But the Normans, led by their force, uh, led by his former ally William Ironarm, defeated the Byzantines in the Battle of Olivento in March and in the Battle of Monte Maggiore in May. So he ended up having a war against his ally on behalf of the Byzantines in Sicily, and his ally had knocked him about a bit and sent him packing. Oh shit! Yeah. So did he like switch sides? No. So the Byzantines sent him to Italy to take out the Saracens yeah. and then him some Normans and some other chariots took out the Saracens and then the Norman, Normans and the other chariot chavis were like fuck you Byzantine no, Empire yeah. so he, as he was a Varangian guard he had to be like no come on bro we were bros yeah. don't do that and then matey actually slapped him about a couple of times so he has to leave and hop skip out of here. Like, it's a fuck <laughs> don't change my name <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1041 October 1st so in the same year in the same year not far off um, Harold heads to the Balklands and after the defeat Harold and the Varangian guard were called back to Constantinople following maniacs imprisoned by the emperor and the onset of other pressing issues Harold and the Varangians were thereafter sent to fight in the southeastern European frontier 
on the as the Balkan Peninsula in Bulgaria, where they lay arrived in late ten forty one. Yeah, this is where the the Great Schism as well between the is Orthodox it? and the Catholic Church. So that sort uh, of time, Eastern Orthodox just split off. So is that what he's reckoning he's going there to slap Bulgaria? I reckon that could be something to do with it. Yeah. How are they travelling about at these times? Ponies. Ponies, the greatest fucking military invention ever. Ticketing around so quick. Yeah, you got bare ponies back then. You have like five ponies to yourself too. Yeah. And it's all business, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like oh, I'm gonna book it and sort it out and yeah, you just go in. and we'll just like turn up. It's like pack your ponies. We're guys. doing six hundred miles tomorrow. Yeah. Wake up at this time or you might die. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. we stay together, we live because we can eat. Now follow me through the desert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much that. If we stay together, so it's yeah. all business. They were on trots. Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> trots, bro. <laughs> so he's in Bulgaria slapping people about. Uh, they fought in the army of Emperor Michael the Fourth in the Battle of Ostrovo of the fourteen uh, ten forty one campaign against the Bulgarian uprising led by Peter Delian, which later gained Harold the nickname the Bulgar Burner. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It, but that was by his personal scald. So. The tournament, the deli meat. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, though. December 1st, 1041. Harold had been getting a bit friendly with Empress Zoe. Oh, yeah, you already yeah. knew that was coming. <laughs> Thor turns up. <laughs> Every time, he's like, fuck your wife. <laughs> and... Um, <coughs> she ain't a French bitch, though, is she? She ain't a French bitch, no. no so that's why he's successful, he's, isn't it? Yeah, he's pimping. And Michael the Fourth and Zoe um, are actually having full-on conflicts, like armed conflicts. <laughs> sword fighting in the cream. <laughs> I don't think they're particularly sword fighting, but there's like a little minor rebellion. There's some schisms going on, prof. Schism. Do you know what I mean? There's some schisms around this area, like you said. And uh, Empress Zoe was quite powerful. Give me a sec. Pause. Yeah, so talk about powerful Empress Zoe, who's liking Harold a bit. Michael Fourth ain't happy about this. They're having open conflicts, probably just not about this. I think there's probably some polit- political shit going on as well. During the turmoil, Harold is arrested and imprisoned. But it weren't like a super, super like security max hyper prison, bro. Just imagine a tall tower with a couple of guards, maybe. And he wasn't in there for long, because uh, he was helped by some apparently lady of high esteem who snuck into the area and snuck him out of the prison. So right, that's the empress. Some people think it was the empress. Yeah. I reckon it's probably just one of the empress's fucking handmaidens. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's going to be sending her to do that. A woman ninja. Maybe a full woman ninja. I think it was just a damsel in distress type, but she weren't in distress. Harold's in distress. Shit, maybe it was some ops. Maybe it was a female ninja. Yeah, role play. Oh, damn. I don't reckon he needs that excitement in his sex life. No. I reckon he's getting enough excitement with what he's doing, bro. <laughs> you say he had long blonde hair as well. Oh, yeah. He let it down. Flats out. Flats let it down out, out, out the, out the uh, tower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he repuzzled his way out. <laughs> 10.42. Now, we're going to go off from Howard for a sec. 
But this is important. It's important to the grand scheme of things with Stamford Bridge. Because 1042, Harting Ut dies. So Harting uh, Harthur Knut, who is Knut's son, King of England at the time, Arthur Knut, um, he dies, and although he had promised the English throne to Harold's nephew, a dude named Magnus, Edward the Confessor, son of mm. Ethelred the Unready, becomes king instead. So just keep that in mind, in your back pocket for later. Harold has got a nephew who has promised the crown of England and then didn't and get it when the geezer died. Might pop up later. <laughs> That's some inheritance tax shit going on. Yeah. October 1st, 1042. After Zoe, Empress Zoe, kicks her fucking husband, Michael IV, off the throne in June 1042. Uh, together with Constantine the Ninth, Harold requested to be allowed to return to Norway. Nice. What's he going to make his little claim just to Norway, yeah, for a claim on Norway. And um, Empress Zoe refuses. Ooh, I don't know. They're yeah. supposed to be pals. Huh? They're supposed to be pals, aren't Yeah, they? she doesn't want him to go. Why would no. she want to let, let, let slip this geezer, do you know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> she's getting the best sex of her life. That's it. <laughs> He's hard rodding, bro. Harold hard rodding. <laughs> <laughs> Harold manages to escape... Um, into the Bosporus River with two ships and some loyal followers, though. So nice. he gets the fuck out of there. Him and the boys. Yeah, that's it. Him and the boys just got the fuck out. Bet she was heartbroken. She probably was. She probably was. But when he got um, back to the Kievan Rus, he ended up uh, marry- marrying a chip called Elizabeth. And uh, in there's some old Scandinavian sources of this chick. And those motherfuckers couldn't pronounce Elizabeth, so they called her Illicith. <laughs> so there you go, dumb fucks. Daughter that, that, of... that weren't just like the language back in the day, they were genuinely couldn't They just write. couldn't say Elizabeth apparently, <laughs> so they used to just say Illicith. Daughter of Yaroslav the Wise and granddaughter of the Swedish king Olaf Scotton. So he's getting some claims. This bitch is fucking high records, bro. Mm. 10.45, October 1st, he decides to head back to Scandinavia. He's seeking to regain for himself the kingdom lost by his half-brother, Olaf Haraldsson, oh, yeah. from the very start. Harold began his journey westwards and arrived in Sigtuna in Sweden, probably at the end of 10.45. 10.47, on his return to Norway, Hardrada, he's minted, by the way. Yeah. You've got to remember at this point. He's been bannerlord into fuck for years. Where has he been? He's been Kievan Rus to the Byzantine. Turkey. Fucked up Arab lands. Fucked up Minor Asia. Fucked up Sicily. Made some bare money in Jerusalem. Went back to the Kievan Rus. Married a bitch of super high esteem. He's got some gold. Yeah. Mm. And he heads back to Norway and uh, reached an agreement with Magnus I. This is his nephew. I think it's his nephew, Magnus I, but that his nephew is also Magnus. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, the whole idea is that they would share the rule of Norway. Right. 
Because he turns up with all these boys and in this army. Why, yeah, why would he? Why would the other guy give it up so easy? He turns up with all this army, and Harold Hardraza's a pretty scary geezer, and he's minted. And your country at this time is a little bit impoverished. Right. So he turns up, and Magnus agrees to a joint kingship for half of Harold Hardraza's wealth. Sounds like half. a sham marriage to me. Yeah, that's a <laughs> shitty one. That's, that's like zero prenup rules. So what's the point of signing the contract if it's fucking 50-50? <laughs> um, Harold agrees to it. And on... It's going to make the fuck out of him, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> well, October 25th, um, he becomes the king of Norway. But it said after this, um, like, the geezers couldn't stand each other. Yeah. At all. Any meeting they were both involved in, it would just end up in a fucking head of shouting match. Like Houses of Parliament. Yeah, but probably yeah. worse. Probably just two geezers everyone's getting okay, awkward even. about who really want to fucking kill each other. Or that. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> Here's the thing. In the same year, though, while he's king of Norway, what did you say he was going to do? Go for his kingship. Here's the thing. It's the same year, King Magnus is King Magnus manages to die. Yeah, uh, boy. Do we know how he dies? No. Oh, he got Clinton. And Harold yeah, becomes boy. the sole ruler of Norway. He put himself on a pike. <laughs> <laughs> he tied his own neck, stood on a yeah. pony, yeah. got the pony to run, and threw a spear at himself from behind. <laughs> And the spear was never found. The spear. <laughs> we only found the shaft. <laughs> Apparently he died suddenly in uh, Denmark. Vaccinated. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> either in, in an accident or of disease. Yeah, Report, some good. reports include falling overboard. Oh, that's a good one. A yeah. nudge. Another's falling off a horse. And another's falling ill while on a ship. Well, either way, it worked out quite well. For old fucking Harold. For old 50-50. Yeah, does he get all half his money back or does now? Yeah. Yes, Magnus' it down kids, to his kids has to go to get the cash. Like going well, the can wheel. they fight, though? <laughs> <laughs> Have they seen the holy wall? 1048, he decides, oh, mind a bit of Denmark. Harold... He wants to re-establish Magnus's rule over Denmark because Magnus used to have Denmark. Right. And uh, together with um, this geezer named Sven against Magnus's rule in Denmark, uh, Sven had helped him out. Him and Sven decide to head over to the Danish coast and they just start fucking proper Viking raiding it together, just as boys, ripping apart the Danes. Which is quite cool because the Danes came and ripped apart England, so... Cheers, Norwegian geezers. Um, although Harold was victorious in most of these engagements, he was never successful when occupying Denmark as a whole, though. Oh, right. He just fucking full. raided the shit out of it, do you know what I mean? Oh, right, it's just a little cash cow up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As Harold had not been able to conquer Denmark despite his raids, he wanted to win a decisive victory over Sweden. He eventually set out from Norway with a great army and a fleet of around 300 ships. So he's just pissed. 
mm. that he couldn't fucking win against Nancy. He's like, hey, Sweden, fuck you. you... <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Yeah, you laugh. I saw you <laughs> laughing about that. He liked to comment on Facebook. Now they got beef. <laughs> Sweden had also been prepared for the battle, which had been pre-assigned retirement place. Sweden did not appear as the agreed, uh, although Sweden did not appear at the uh, agreed time of the battle. Oh, so Harold's pissed. They went to a time and everything. Um, and so Harold thus sent home his non-professional soldiers, which had made up half of his forces. And when the dismissed ships were out of reach, Sweden's fleet finally appeared, possibly also with 300 ships. <laughs> the battle resulted in great bloodshed as Harold defeated the Danes, though. Uh, 70 Danish ships were reported left empty, but many ships and men managed to escape, including um, his old boy Sven, who was actually on the other side during the battle. Harold actively shot with his bow like most others uh, in the early phase of the battle, so early phase of the battle, Harold was proper involved. Nice. But yeah, that, uh, he just starts warring up in the north because that's all he knows. Yeah, proper Norseman in. Did you know Get what I mean? in touch with his culture and heritage. <laughs> I do like that he went on all this time warring about, got the kingship which he so desired from mm. his young age, and then was like, I can stop him warring now. Yeah. I'm still about this. Yeah, you want to be king of all of it. Yeah. 1066, January 1st. Dun dun dun. Edward the Confessor dies. Shit. Where does uh, Edward the Confessor uh, Edward the Confessor is an English king. He was after uh, the last guy, after the last guy. Canute. Who, no, not Canute. His boy. After the guy who came on after Canute earlier in the story. I'm just scrolling back to get to when that was now and who exactly that is. Was, I can't remember his name. Is it Islith or something like that? It was, it was um, promised to him before William turned up. I promised it was Edward the Confessor. Oh no, it wasn't Edward the Confessor who got it. It was, but he dies. Oh uh, yeah. So January first, ten sixty six. Edward the Confessor, the guy who'd been crowned before Magnus. That's uh, right. Instead of Magnus. Hmm. Right. Yeah. He dies. So now Harold's probably thinking, well, if that king's dead, by rights. Yeah. I should be king of that land because Magnus, who I yeah, killed out of this, you see where I yeah. see his logic. Yeah, on 50 50, what's Magnus is is mine now. Yeah. There we go. I see what he's saying. He's got both 50s. <laughs> <laughs> so Harold claims the English throne and decides to invade England in March or April 1066. Harold began assembling his fleet at Solon in the Sognum Fjord. A process completed by the start of September 1066 it included his flagship, Orman or Serpent. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, snaky snake ship. That's not very Christian, are we? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, is it? Huh. What are we going to call the ship? Well, oh, no, apparently, Serpent. One of the things that made him very Christian was that he was one of the geezers when he was king of Norway. Mm. During his century, they... Um, They've gone back and looked at the buildings and they can see that there was a significant amount of like refurbishment and rebuilding done oh, to nice. those so buildings during to... his period. Oh, cool. So he like proper propped up a lot of the churches and nice. that when he was king of Norway. So that's the Christian thing. But he liked a sneaky boat, bro. And he was a Jerusalem road man then. Yeah, he was a Jerusalem road man then. Do you know what I mean? Proper keeping the holy land safe. Yeah. 
good job of it now, Harold Hardrod. Where were you when we really needed it? Yeah. You've got Chavis talking about jihad, and then other geezers talking about fucking Shabbat. The, the triple. Do you know what I mean? The like, triple faith temples coming up. They've got loads of red cows as well. They're saving up. Harold Hardrod. It's all happening. Sort it out. So ten sixty six September eighth, Harold invades. Harold Hardrada and Tostick Godwinson invade the north of England, bringing around ten to fifteen thousand men on two hundred forty to three hundred longships. He met Totsig and his twelve ships at Tillymouth. After embarking from Tillymouth, Harold and Tostig probably landed at the River Tees. They then entered Cleveland and started plundering the coast. They sailed through the Humber estuary and up the River Ouse, disembarking at Rickle. Oh, shit. You know those places? More or less. Yeah. I tell where they are, like, from yeah. like, the idea of the, the river. Well, rivers were in different places back then. So is he yeah. trying <laughs> to re-Viking Britain? He wants to... So Britain, at this point, had finally been under one crown. Yeah. For a past few kings. And um, he just wants the whole thing now. Right. Vi- at this point, England's Because they're still pretty viking Pretty much-ish. Sort of a mix of Saxon, Viking and Jute. Drenny's really. just like bringing like, the extremism, vikism back in. I guess he just is. Just yeah. bringing that good Especially old... Especially the techniques going all the way up the river and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Shallow definitely. boats. Yeah, the boats definitely. are still similar. Yeah, oh, for sure. He is... And this is why it's also meant to be like the last Viking hurrah. It's yeah. the Battle of Stamford Bridge as well. 1066, September 20th, is the Battle of Fulford. News of this invasion soon reaches the Earl of Morsa of Northumbria and Edwin of Mercia. And they fought against Harold, invading army, uh, Harold's invading army two miles south of York at the Battle of Fulford on 20th of September. The battle was a decisive victory for Harold and Todsick and led York to surrender to their forces on 24th of September. Shit, son. Yeah. So they already got a pre-battle win early mm. power. And here's the thing as well. It was said, I remember reading this really weird thing, there was a rumour at the time there was warm as shit back, right. back oh, during all like, this. Yeah, it was like fucking climate change was at its highest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was back then um, as well, just to, uh, that particular time, right? That week or whatever. And Harold had actually even told the boys as well, this is going to be such an easy battle and it's so warm, lads. Leave your fucking chain mail on the boats. Yeah? Yeah. Henry V them. Henry V them at the Battle of Fulford, bro. Mad. Doesn't give a fuck. But then some people reckon that's what led to the downfall. Mm. So, 1066, September 25th, this is our day in history. The day we're looking at, Monday just gone, about five days ago, death of Harold Hardrada at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. So how sorry, how long after this last battle was this? This was only like five days. Yeah. Yeah. I just think cause that's where we're trying to work out where Stamford Bridge is. Yeah, but that's where the Vikings would okay. march from, not the other army. Because yeah, the yeah. other mar- army did a fat march. Yeah. Um, Harold and Todsick departed their landing place at Rickall with most of their forces but left a third of their forces behind they bought only light armour as they expected to just meet the citizens of York although according to non-saga sources the English forces were held up at the bridge for some time by a single um, so yeah 
this is what I said about them bringing like armor and shit. I've read this story before. Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. And then so another time, what happened was is uh, the English forces when they had this battle with them on the bridge, it said that on the bridge was one fucking mean Viking chapway. Yeah. Apparently had gone full berserker, bruv. It was an actual berserker. Yeah, boy. In the wolf outfit, in the bear outfit. Yeah. Off his metal mushrooms. <laughs> you know it. And apparently he stood in the middle of that bridge and held off against 40 English soldiers. Fucking and shit. killed 40 geezers. Nice. Yeah, bruv. Proper Big John or whatever. Little John. Yeah, proper Little John. Just on the bridge busting motherfuckers That shit up. only really happens in films, like when the main yeah. character's running through bullets and shit like that and never yeah. dies. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's what he was doing. He had that real life moment off his face <laughs> on mushrooms pretending to be a bear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like that massive one in fucking Troy which just like snaps the arrows off inside him. And yeah, that's it. Don't give a fuck. Everyone's like, oh shit. Just that trap Zillard. Proper trap there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the, the only way the English army end up stopping this geezer is they have to do a full-on fucking Hobbit improv. Do you know in the second Hobbit movie where they're all bungling about in barrels? Yeah. They, had to, they a couple of English soldiers floated down the river in barrels went under the bridge and stabbed him from under the bridge in the bollocks. That's mad <laughs> shit. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> That's how they beat that chap, eh? Yeah, it's the only, you know this this is only weak was? spot. We've got a name for this guy. No, there is no name. He's just a oh. bizarre for at Stamford Bridge. That's pretty fucking cool. Isn't it? Um, stabbing him in the balls is a pretty fucking low move. <laughs> I was just like floating under the river in a barrel. Yeah, the <laughs> barrel oh, move as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah, imagine how good your fucking spear aim would have to be. That's a fucking log flume ride and a half, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> then we make an English history theme park, Rob, and that'd be run of the rights. That'd be the log flume. You've got to go under Stamford Bridge and poke, poke the Norse in the bollocks with a spear, Rob. You get to keep the balls on the end of the spear. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You pop now what it is, I'm going to pop it, and you get, everyone's going to get splattered by like white goo. <laughs> Royal sperm. Um... Yeah, so this allowed uh, Harold and Totsik, and this bizarre allowed Harold and Totsik to regroup into a shield wall foundation on their side of the bridge. Nice. And, uh, but in the end, Harold's army was in the end heavily, heavily beaten. And this is apparently even when Harold was struck in the throat by an arrow. Oh. Um, and killed early in the battle. Um, apparently he, at the time, was also in, in a state of berserker gun. Oh shit, he's yeah. on the gunk as well. Yeah, he was on the berserker juice and gets hit in the neck by an arrow. Um, and that's one of the reasons he went down because he was at, wasn't actually wearing any body armour at all. Oh he'd shit. He left it on the boat. He left it on the boat and he was going berserker and he's shit. fighting his karate gi. Yeah, he was fighting his gi, pretending to be a bear. Mm. God fucking. He probably got inspired by the geese on the bridge. He was like, I just won't stand on the bridge and they won't take my bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> Started, Rawr. Yeah, it's all right, level two. I know about <laughs> barrels. You need a new one. But yeah, he was struck in, which is also funny because Harold Godwinson later on at the Battle of Hastings. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I was Hard... thinking they were the same Harold. No, they're not the same. I've blown Harold. it. No, Hardrada works So I was thinking, like, no, nah, nah. 
No, they're different Harolds. <laughs> Harold uh, Hardrada dies at Stamford Bridge, yeah. all naked, pretending to be a bear, and gets narrowed to the neck. Shit. Also, I just thought, a berserker's ancient furries. Oh, they might be. <laughs> they're like identifying as a bear man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're trans bears. Yeah. Well, that's not the archaeologists that lead you to believe, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want you to lead you to believe in. As we've discussed before, we are historians now. Yeah, true. Viking berserkers are furries. Yeah, furries used to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) For Japanimation. (laughs) Back when you just had to do your most to pretend to be a bear on the battlefield. Yeah. Take some mushrooms and swing your axe about wearing furs. Oh, mate, that's the life, isn't it? (laughs) Just a human blender. (laughs) (laughs) Like, raved out your nut. Instead of poi, you got actual maces. (laughs) That would be the life, wouldn't it? So did they? Ask, so he gets killed from that arrow, yeah. Yeah, arrow to the neck. And then they end up losing the battle. Yeah, they end up losing the battle as well, and that's the end of Harold Hardrada, <laughs> and pretty much the end of the Battle of Stamford Bridge, bro. English victory. Yeah, boy. And then there's a part two-ish soon, I guess. In a couple of weeks, we'll October, do October, isn't it? Yeah, October. We'll do the Battle of Hastings, bro. Which is after this, the English had to fucking leg it to Hastings. Yeah, that's a. Fair old fucking trip. York, innit? Yeah. Yeah, so, like... <coughs> oh, sorry. The, um... I can't think what I was going to say. Like, the Royal Ascension was really quick at this time. It wasn't like there was loyalists to anyone. Everyone no. was just trying to grab it. Yeah. England, any way they could. Yeah, with William the Conqueror's coming over from Normandy, being like, i got a claim to this shit yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... You you think of it as like, oh they were finally conquered there was this English dynasty and now it's gone yeah it's not it was just like it was always up for grabs like that always so, up for grabs because like, we're just a little island yeah. floating off of Europe every other European bastard's like oh I'll have that for a bit it's just a sort of Viking sheep farm yeah yeah it's pretty much what, that's what this whole country is yeah <laughs> a little fucking Viking sheep farm jutes sheep farm Celts I'm sorry mate didn't really get to sheep farm it. A little bit. No, you popped over and you hid in the bushes for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Painted yourself as blue. Painted yourself as blue and went, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> the Romans turned up and was like, stop doing this gay old <coughs> shit. <laughs> stop fucking. <laughs> what is it? Stop um, LARPing. LARPing. <laughs> stop fucking. Put some armour on. Put some, Cover your dick up and put some fucking armour on. Don't paint it blue, you can't. <laughs> Put, put these clothes I'm not on. painting it blue, it's the paintbrush. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> <in> his face. <laughs> and then the Romans were like, you know what? <laughs> the weather here is shit. And left back for Italy. And then, then, yeah, the Vikings just used it as sheep farm after that. Nice. And but forever. It, the weather here would have been better than over over there. So it's more of a holiday for them yeah, than it was true. for like, Italians. Actually, back then in. we did used to have like... Uh, Mediterranean-ish climate. There was some animal uh, back during the Roman invasion of Britain, which I was really surprised to find was over here. And obviously, we live in Rochester, right? Mm. What do you reckon the vineries used to be? Jungle. A vineyard. Oh, is it? Oh, fuck, of course. <laughs> I was thinking of an animal. <coughs> nah. I was thinking of Tarzan. <laughs> the vines. <laughs> yeah, it used to be the vineyards back in the ancient times. Yeah, well. true. So, yeah. Climate change is real. Yeah, but not 
They had their own little like biking Different type critter, one, isn't it? Yeah. She's a viking. Climate changes, <laughs> fact proof. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I reckon she's coming for another viking takeover. Oh, yeah. Greta. You reckon? Greta's well, she's from Swedish, isn't she? Yeah, she's a Dane. She a Dane? She's just making her claim to her. She ain't no hard rider. She ain't no hard rider. But then you don't have to be nervous. Nah, she's using the weather. But she weapon. has been doing it since she was 15. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. So coming to prophecy. Get my corkboard. <laughs> Greta is a hard rider. Yeah, board. that's why they, they prophesized her in the Nazi and Soviet <laughs> propaganda. It's always her there with her pigtails. That's a mad picture. <laughs> shit. There you go. That's how it goes. <laughs>